listening to the Adult Daughters Podcast. This is Episode 2, Sarah Allison's Story. I was 16. We lived in Waukesha, Wisconsin in a two-story duplex. It was my mom, my 12-year-old sister, and me. I didn't have a relationship with my dad. I don't remember how it started. It was probably something small. The truth is that it doesn't matter what the trigger was. It was never ultimately about the trigger. It was always something deeper, something unseen. I do vividly remember the look on my sister's face when mom pulled the phone out of the wall and threw it across the room so I couldn't call the police on her. Her little blonde head, so similar to my own daughter, hiding in the corner of the bedroom, her face full of fear and confusion. The image will never leave me. I vividly remember my own fear when mom tried to push me down the stairs. Even now, my stomach hurts with the anxiety. The stairway was narrow. The stairs were carpeted. At the bottom was the door to the garage. I can still see it clearly. My mother was a small woman at just over five foot tall. I'm not tall myself. But in my memories, I am able to gather my strength and stand over her. As her fists fly toward me, I reach out and grab hold of her wrists. We struggle, and I push her up against the wall. Mother, you have to stop. You have to calm down. I'm going to call the police if you don't. I pleaded with her. I didn't want to call the police. I loved my mother, even then and I was scared of what would happen to us if the police got involved. She was unmoved by my requests. You think they'll believe you? I'm the only one with bruises now, she sneered, referring to where I restrained her arms. Somehow, I was able to let go and escape down the stairs and out the door. We lived in a duplex, and looking back, I wonder if my neighbors heard the noise and what they thought. The wall where I held mother was the divider between our homes. You know, I can't even remember my neighbors now. I can't picture their home, even though it was attached to ours. I ran past the duplex to another neighbor's home. I knew them a little. There was a girl my age. I had ridden with them to school sometimes, but I don't remember their names or even their faces. They let me into their home and we sat in their living room. The mom told me I couldn't stay there. She wouldn't house a runaway. I could call the police. I could go somewhere else. I could go home, but I couldn't stay there. This was a time before cell phones. That meant you had to know a number to call someone. I knew the Blauvelt's number Beth and Claire were my age, the former a year older and the latter a year younger. We went to school and to church together. I called them. Without hesitating, they said I could stay there. Their mom, Mrs. Blauvelt, came straight out to get me. They made up the couch for me and let me stay in the weekend. I must have borrowed clothes from the girls. I went to church with them on Sunday. After church, I knew it was time to make plans. Without anywhere else to go, 
I decided to call mom to test the waters. She sounded calm on the phone. She missed me, she said. Can I come home? I don't think she ever knew how scared I was. I don't think she knew my question actually meant, is it safe to come home? More than, am I allowed to come home? Answering the latter question, she said, of course you can come home. You can always come home. She came and picked me up and there was peace for a little while. That was neither the first time nor the last that my mother lost control. Over the next few years, many people, family and friends, would open their hearts and homes to me to offer shelter from her rages. Long after I had become an adult and was living on my own, mother and I were sitting in the shade beside a pool. Your sister says I used to abuse you guys. She said I used to hit you. That's not true, isn't My poor, mentally ill mother appeared to have no memory of losing control and hurting us. I don't know if she blocked it out, was pretending, or really just had no recollection. Well, you weren't always nice. I tried to be as gentle as I could. I treated her like I would treat one of my dementia patients. Sometimes, a lot of times, I hated my mother. I'm still angry with her for the damage she did. I see the ripple effects of her disorder touch the lives of my daughter and my nieces and nephews, and I hate her, even now, almost two years after her death. But mostly, I feel sorry for her. Her disease ruined her life too. My heart breaks for her now. But I wonder if I could show her mercy if people like the Blauvelts hadn't stepped into my life and loved me. Would I have enough tenderness and love inside of me if they hadn't held me close? This has been a production of the Adult Daughters Podcast, narrated by Danny Askin. We urge you to submit your own story to dannyaskin at icloud.com. That's D-A-N-I-A-S-K-I-N at I-C-L-O-U-D dot com. Thank you, and join us next week for another episode of Adult Daughters.